0: Welcome to the CC World Podcast. This episode is titled Getting the Pricing Right is Harder Than It Seems. I'm your host, Gerard Metraillet, and I am a C level leader in a high tech software company. This is the place I share new ideas, different perspectives, as well as learnings I've made over the years related to strategy products, marketing, and more. So let's get into it. On the surface, getting your pricing right should be easy. You look at the value your products provide users and understand the amount they are willing to pay through price sensitivity testing. Then, keeping your competition in mind you set your pricing so that you maximize the overall revenue. A quick side note here. At this point, I've assumed you want to be profitable and that the price you charge is going to be higher than your costs. This may not always be the case, of course. For example, you might be a startup focused on user acquisition with loads of VC backing. But if you're selling your stuff at a loss, for no apparent reasons, however, You got bigger problems than you realize and really should stop listening to this right now. I would argue you should actually probably stop selling right now, too. So far, so good. And everything is fairly straightforward on pricing. But this simple process works only if you are selling a product or a service directly to one market, in one currency, and in one region. The fun really begins when you add layers of complexity such as when you have multiple products, each being available in different countries, and therefore in multiple currencies. Or when you have all that plus a multi-tiered distribution channel for a product that has been in the market for many years. This is where you really earn your stripes and the fun begins. To make things a little easier, let's look at the various elements separately. First, exchange rates. The easy solution here Would be to put in place a dynamic pricing model based on a daily foreign exchange rate. Even if you are selling direct to your buyer, this is still a suboptimal solution. Why is that? Because of something that is called the psychological pricing. We all know a price of $49.95 will move a product out the door faster than a price of $51.12. If you adjust your daily pricing based on exchange rates alone, you don't have any controls over this aspect of pricing. Your US dollar might get you 122 Japanese yen one day and 119 yen the next. As far as I know, psychological pricing is valid not only in the US, but worldwide, at least to some extent. Let's assume you're going to set the exchange rate, and in doing so, you add a buffer to cover reasonable fluctuations in currency. When contemplating the psychological pricing in the local currency, you must also consider whether local merchants display pricing with or without taxes. Across Europe, for example, the price shown should include the regional value-added taxes, or VAT, which is usually around 20%, although this varies by country. In the US and Canada, however, the taxes vary by state or provinces, and customarily, prices are shown without taxes, letting the customer enjoy the wonderful surprise at the end of the transaction. Maybe it's because I'm originally from Europe, but I would argue that displaying the full price, including the government's takes, makes for a much better user experience. One more thing on exchange rates. As has been shown in recent months, it's been best to think through in advance on how to adjust local pricing when foreign exchange rates expand beyond your buffer and sometimes it will stay there for a while. If you sell at subscription, customers in Germany might not be happy to learn that the pricing is going up because the euro is going down compared with the US dollar. If you sell physical products or perpetual licenses, the best time for a local price change is usually when a new version comes out. But even then, remember the psychological pricing comment above. I've experienced firsthand moving from a Canadian dollar price of four hundred ninety nine dollars to a $5.49 price point because the Canadian dollar had taken a beating. And that magical crossing of the $500 mark threshold had a visible impact on the revenue. From a user perspective in addition, your expectations are a little biased and offer a quick price drop when the exchange rate is positive for you and a steady price when the rate goes the other way, isn't it? Now let's look at selling through a multi tier distribution channel. In most cases, the creator of the product will work through only a handful of distributors. The resellers, retail stores, and e-commerce site will get their goods from these distributors and not from the vendors directly. In some cases, you can even have an extra level of distribution in the middle. Everyone involved will expect a certain margin... That will allow them to cover their costs and make a profit. Therefore, you really have to consider another price option in addition to the one the end user will actually pay. Generally, and to simplify this explanation, it's often called the disty price, that is, the price the vendor charged to the distribution partners. This disty price will be discounted from the one the end user pays. Easy, isn't it? Almost. Yes, there is uh, different channels and therefore they will all require different levels of margin. It's a lot cheaper to operate an e-commerce site than it is to operate a whole chain of brick-and-mortar stores, for example. But because you can't really set your DISTI price based on who the distributor sells to, what margins do you use for the disty price calculation? If you set it too low, you will be uninteresting to many resellers and retailers. On the other side, If you set it too high, your products will get heavily discounted online. It is illegal to force an end-user price in most countries. Often, the best you can do is set what is known as the manufacturer's suggested retail price, or MSRP. When you start mixing up country-specific pricing requirements, with the channel margin required to sell in a specific region, that's when the fun really begins. The size and complexity of the different markets, plus the competition amongst resellers within a country, often has an impact on the margin that is asked for you to sell through that channel. For example, the spread between the DISTI price and the MSRP in the USA should logically be lower than the one in a country such as Italy or France. While we all think of European Union as one big region, each member state is an individual and often disparate country. So that means it's not like in the US where you have one distribution for all. At least this is the case for the high-tech world. In addition, the shipping cost for physical goods can be significant factors in certain regions, depending on where you are manufacturing your products. And emerging markets often offer a whole new level of challenges, not least of which are piracy and counterfeit goods. The complexity of the distribution networks as well as shipping costs for physical products and specific customs costs and other import duties. In those emerging markets, you should also consider that the GDP per capita is a lot lower than in Western countries. You may therefore consider a much lower price point. But in this case, keep in mind that due to piracy, especially in the software world, you are often competing against yourself at zero dollars. Other things to consider include the historical pricing in a market, as well as how you structure volume discounts. Given that anyone around the world can check, in real time, the price of your products in the US on Amazon.com, it's clear that there is no easy answer to the pricing question. When you craft your products with care, you need to think of the whole user experience in pricing as a key element of it. As always, success is in the detail, but so is the devil. That's it for this episode. As always, I'd love to hear from you. Please leave a review in your favorite podcast listening app and head on over to ccworld.ca to send me a message with feedback, questions and topics that you might want to get covered in an upcoming episode. Alternatively, you can also reach me per email at podcast at ccworld.ca. ccworld.ca is also the website where you can subscribe and share this podcast. And now for a short disclaimer. The views and comments expressed in this podcast are my own and do not necessarily represent my past, current, and future employers' positions, opinions, products, or strategies. Thanks so much for listening.